You're listening to Fit Girl, your guide to getting in shape, the podcast dedicated to helping you separate fact from fiction in fitness. For more details about this podcast and other episodes, visit fitgirlpodcast.com. This is podcast episode number 296. In this episode, we're hitting all three topics. In training, we're going to talk about how to get a great leg workout in a small space with no equipment. In nutrition, there's one item that has numerous health benefits, plus it can aid in weight loss, appetite control, and boost your metabolism. So why aren't you having this every day? And in motivation, we're going to talk about the current obsession with belly fat loss and why it's setting people up to fail hard and what that means for motivation. Just a couple of quick updates. I know there's something wrong with my voice. I don't know what's going on, but anyway, sorry about that. Also been some issues with the one rep max calculator on the fitgirlpodcast.com site, but I have fixed that finally. Yay. So that's all set for you to go uh, and take advantage of and use that and figure out your different percentages so that you know you're working hard enough to get the right results. Some of the things we're going to cover today, I've already done a YouTube video on, so I'll let you know when we get to those points, and I'll be sending out an email with the links that go directly to those videos. So if you want to get that, make sure you're signed up for our email list, and of course that's on the front page of the fitgirlpodcast.com site. On our first topic, it's hard to believe that we're getting into the holiday season now. Yes, it's mid-October if you're listening to this at a different time. When we have holidays coming, that usually means a lot of stress and can also be a rundown immune system. We could also use a little more energy, maybe some motivation to work out. This is something that I was actually researching for a video and I really felt like, you know what, this is something I think we all should be taking right now. And that is what's not really taking, it's drinking green tea. Green tea does have caffeine in it. So if you are sensitive to caffeine, you're either going to want to try to find like a decaf version or just not have as much of it. There's actually a really long list of benefits of green tea. They kind of come into a few specific categories. You could kind of lump them together. And that's what I'm going to do because I think this is something that we could all use to help with appetite control, with our metabolism and energy and making sure we're working out. Out, but also it's a way to help us relax and de-stress and something that could become a nice healthy habit that helps us to deal with all of these other things at the same time. And of course, there's a little bit of a weight loss benefit too if you're looking for that aspect. The biggest thing that green tea can give us is of course an energy boost. It's got caffeine in it. And of course, if you're sensitive to that, you know, you want to monitor it. Anything that's going to help give us that jump is going to help us with our exercise. Sometimes you're run down, you don't feel like exercising, you get a little energy from caffeine, and then everything kind of changes because all of a sudden, oh, I do have some energy. I feel better. I'm going to go do some exercise, or maybe you start out with a little bit, and then the caffeine kicks in, and all of a sudden you've done a half an hour when you thought you were only going to do five minutes. So there's definitely an increase in your sports performance or your exercise performance when you're using something like caffeine and green tea is a nice healthy way to get that in that's not too much caffeine at once. So when we're talking about caffeine, the average eight ounce cup of green tea is going to have between about 20 to 45 milligrams of caffeine. Put it in perspective, most cups of coffee will have anywhere between 50 and 100 milligrams of caffeine. You can average that to be about 80, I think is what we usually use. So in most cases, your coffee will have probably about twice the amount of caffeine as green tea. 
All of this depends on the type of green tea, the type of coffee, the amount of time it's being brewed. There's a lot of different factors that will dictate how much caffeine is actually in a cup of tea or coffee. That is definitely something you're going to want to keep an eye on if you are sensitive to caffeine. If you're not, then it's probably not going to make a huge difference in the way you feel, which doesn't mean that it's not going to have the effects. It's still going to have the effects, but you're not going to have any jittery thing, which you don't usually have with green tea anyway. When we have that extra energy and you're able to work out longer, then obviously that's going to help with weight loss, but it's also going to help with stress release. And a lot of the benefits of green tea come back to stress release. And what better time than to get into the habit of using something that will help us with stress release than right before the holidays. When it comes to general health and feeling good, we're always recommending eating throughout the day, keeping your blood sugar levels nice and stable. And that's another benefit of green tea. It actually improves your insulin sensitivity, and that's going to help with your blood sugar regulation. When we talk about your blood sugar, that's when it might dip up and down if you haven't been eating or if you're not eating the right type of foods. You know, those sugary foods will go into your blood sugar and into your system much faster and give you that big boost, and then they're going to drop you hard. That's why it's important to know what our blood sugar levels are all about, because the more level they are, the more likely your body is going to let go of fat. Remember, your body doesn't want to starve, so if you keep your blood sugar levels nice and stable, it's going to let go of fat because it's going to expect that it has food on a regular basis. Not only can green tea help us with that part of it, but it also helps with the insulin part of it. And what that means is that when you're better at functioning with your insulin or your body's better at insulin function, then you'll have more stable blood sugar levels. And of course, that's going to have the potential to helping your body release fat instead of storing it for long-term life. The added benefit of stable blood sugar levels is means you're not going to have cravings. And that goes back to why we say eat the smaller meals throughout the day because that constant level of energy is not only going to help you and your brain function better, but it's going to help your body function better and release the fat for energy. And then you're not going to have cravings. And then, of course, you're going to feel a lot better and you're not going to have those mood swings. You know, you're not going to be hangry because that's basically once you get to that point, your body is just storing fat. You definitely don't want to get to that point. Having a cup of green tea, either after meals or in between meals, is going to help you with keeping yourself not only away from sweets, but also keeping that blood sugar levels steady so that your body can let go of fat. What goes along with that is the appetite suppression part of the green tea. And the caffeine in general tends to have a little bit of an appetite suppressant. And of course, if you're dieting, that's a good thing, but you also wanna make sure that you eat on your schedule. So you don't wanna get your appetite so suppressed that you forget to actually eat. And sometimes it's important to set a timer to remind you to give yourself those regular feedings to help speed up your metabolism. Another thing that it helps with is digestion and healthy gut bacteria, which we keep finding more and more. These are all things that can lead to bloating and food's not working right going through you. And of course, that's going to cause other problems. If it's something after you eat, it's a great thing to have because that's going to help you avoid any sugary desserts and also maybe make you feel a little more satisfied at the end of the meal because you don't want to be stuffed anytime, but especially during the holidays, you know, you want to keep your figure, you want to keep your stomach down. And I know we're going to get into the belly fat stuff soon too, but you want to make sure you feel good all the time. And so kind of having that little prize at the end of your meal of, of a cup of green tea is something that's a good healthy habit 
but it's also going to serve the multitude of purposes in your digestion and in your general health. And that's why I think it's one of these things that it's got so many benefits and that being one of them that we're kind of crazy not to be having it at least once a day or twice. So we're down to the top two things about green tea that can give you better health and help your weight loss at the same time. And that is giving you a metabolism boost. And we talked about that with the energy that the caffeine can give you. There are certain compounds in green tea called catechins that can actually give you this thermogenic effect. And that's what we talk about as far as the body getting warmer and therefore burning more calories and doing something that's a little more natural and has all these extra benefits is the way to go if you're looking for that little diet trick that's going to help you out. Obviously, if your body is creating more heat and your metabolism is increasing, which is kind of what we want from building the lean muscle tissue, then you're burning more calories while you're doing nothing. And again, that's also why we want to do more weight training than cardio because weight training is going to help us maintain that lean muscle, which burns calories all day long, even when you're sitting on the couch. Anything that can help us burn extra calories while we do nothing, I think is a pretty good deal. Lean muscle and then green tea. The last huge benefit of green tea that I want to go over is actually about four benefits all rolled into one because it all has to do with fat oxidization, fat release, fat absorption or lack of fat absorption, and a whole bunch of other things. When it comes to green tea, you can actually get more fat burning from it. If we are looking to burn fat, then yes, this is definitely going to be the way to go because it helps in the oxidization of fat for energy. And that means that while it's helping you keep your blood sugar levels steady and allowing your body to let go of fat, it's going to go ahead and give it that extra boost and help it oxidize that fat for energy. And of course, that's what you want. You want your body to run efficiently and to use the fat stores that you don't need right now because we do have food every day. We're not having to hunt and gather for our meals. Now, there's also been some studies that show fat cell regulation is also affected by green tea, which means it has the potential to influence your genes that are actually related to fat cell formation and storage. If green tea can actually affect the genes in our bodies that are part of the formation and storage of fat cells, that's going to make our weight loss even easier. I mean, I know it's not going to just peel it all off, but any little bit we can do to help, and especially in a healthy way, is what we need to focus on. And when talking about fat, green tea can also help inhibit the absorption of dietary fat in your digestive system. Not only is it going back there and helping you as a post-meal digestion aid and that healthy gut bacteria, but it's also helping your body to break down the fat you have a triple, quadruple, I don't even, can't even count how many benefits there are here. And that's where I think green tea ends up making something that's a really good item to look for at the end of a meal. A lot of people will have coffee at the end of a meal, but it's something that also can trigger to your mind, hey, meal is done, done eating, now we're working on burning fat. It's another good thing to turn to if you feel like you might have the munchies or sometimes you're just watching TV and you want something. And a lot of times people will just eat mindlessly and not even realize how many calories you're intaking because you're just sitting there watching TV and having a cup of green tea, whether it's hot or cold or whatever, something in your hand and something that you can put in your mouth, a lot of times serves that purpose. And so you're not mindlessly eating empty calories, but you're actually giving your body something that it needs. Now, this part isn't really technically fat loss, 
but it does help with water retention reduction, which means it'll help you drop water weight. And most caffeine items will do that. It's just that, you know, the green tea, you don't have to have as much of the caffeine, basically half the amount that you would have in coffee. So it makes it a little bit easier to work in throughout the day. And therefore, you're getting all those added benefits of the appetite suppressant, the water release, the digestion aids, the energy boost, all this kind of stuff without being like, you just had five triple espressos. I didn't get a chance to look at all of the research studies, but there were some that showed that green tea may specifically reduce belly fat. So maybe that is the key to everybody looking at belly fat type programs. But wait, there's more. Yes, in addition to all those benefits, there's also uh, lowering LDL levels, there's antioxidants, and we already talked about the stress reductions. This is something that, you know, if you need to have some sort of goal, then maybe it should be to add some green tea into your daily nutrition plan, whether it's once a day, twice a day. Usually to get benefits from these types of things, there's different times of the day. And of course, the obvious ones are the morning, give yourself a boost, wake yourself up, get your metabolism rolling before exercise, give you again, a little bit of added boost if you need it, give you a little more incentive to exercise. In between meals is definitely when I would certainly recommend it because that's going to help with the blood sugar levels and the appetite suppressant. And then in the evening, as long as you're not sensitive to the caffeine, then it's just a way to wind down and to de-stress and to relax. And as we all know, if we have too much cortisol, which means too much stress, that's going to make us store fat. All of these things combined together as a way not only to help your health, but to help you release fat. When it comes to training, you might think that you don't have a whole lot of space if you only have your bedroom or hotel room and you want to get a leg workout. You might wonder what can you do besides squats and lunges and more squats and lunges? Well, you'll do squats and lunges. But actually, there's a lot of variations to them. I recently posted on YouTube what they call shorts, and those are basically one minute or less of content. And go over. I go over some of the different variations you can use for squats and for lunges to not only make them a little more interesting, but to give yourself a variety because anything that's going to be overused, and let's face it, legs do get overused every single day. And we do these squat and lunge positions every day when you're picking something up, you don't really realize how much you're in those positions until you start to pay attention to it. We don't want to get anything overused and therefore potential to have some sort of injury. So having the variations, not only going to make it a more balanced approach to your leg training, but it's also going to help give you that variety that your body and your brain need. If you don't have a lot of space, that's a great time to use the tempo training because you can really increase your intensity by just slowing down the movements. And especially if you're adding the pause at the top or the bottom or whichever part of the movement and going over them in the lunges brings a whole different aspect to what you're working because yes, you're going to be explosive, but there's certain parts that you can't really slow down, but the parts that you can and the spots during the lunge that you can hold is going to make a huge difference in working your muscles, but it also gives them that change of pace that they need too. So again, not that repetitive motion of just the regular lunge, the pausing at the top, the pausing at the bottom, pausing midway through, all the different variations you can do. And in those videos, I give you a variety of ideas of how to combine the tempo training with just regular leg exercises to give yourself a really, really good workout. And then I also put up there a seven minute workout that is just the lower body and those variations. In the video, I do not have very much room where I'm doing it. 
And that's kind of the point because I wanted to be able to show everyone that, hey, you know what? You don't really need a lot of room. If you have enough room to stand up and put your arms out to the side and then front to back, then you've got enough room to do squats, lunges, and variations. Of course, anytime you are doing squats and lunges, you're also getting that cardiovascular benefit. And when you start focusing on using your abdominals, you'll realize that you can get a really good ab workout as well. Because anytime you're driving off on your lunges, whether it's backwards or forwards or to the side, then you are tightening those abdominals to stabilize yourself. So the more awareness you can bring to that mind-muscle connection in your abs, the less you have to work them because they're working all the time. You just don't always feel it. So focus on getting that connection with the abdominals in every exercise you do, and especially those lower abdominals when you're doing squats, because when you're holding in your lower abdominals during squats, you're actually helping to protect your lower back and to strengthen that whole core area. Now, something else I talk about in that video is that when you put your arms overhead, that's going to increase the intensity on your body, which is why you don't even need to have weights to get a good lower body workout because by simply changing the positions of your hands and your arms from low to mid chest to overhead, you're going to change that exercise completely. And you're also going to change how your body reacts to it as far as stabilization and strength and cardiovascular capabilities. So there's a whole lot more involved than you probably realized. Check those videos out too, because not only will you learn some variations for those exercises, there's that workout, and also just going through how to use tempo and using some examples that you can kind of follow along with to get the idea of how it feels and what a pace really should be when you're doing a slower movement and when you're adding pauses at certain points during that movement. Now, it might be my imagination, but it seems like there's just an overwhelming amount of focus lately on belly fat and how to lose belly fat. And there's programs and programs. Do this standing ab workout. Do this type of ab workout. Do that type of ab workout. And the thing is that fat is fat. It's body fat. It has to come off by boosting your metabolism, which we do with the added lean muscle we get from weight training, plus the intensity that weight training is to our body. And it burns more calories than just cardio and the afterburn as well, along with eating the right things to get our body leaner. It doesn't matter how many crunches or standing ab workouts or any of those things that you do. If you've got fat on top of your abdominals, you got to do everything else as well. Yes, you can strengthen those muscles and maybe they might feel a little more firm, but ultimately to get fat off, it's got to be a combination of everything. And that's what's so surprising to me that we're still back in that whole spot reduction mode that we already, I thought, had completely come out of. I thought we've already established that, you know, you can't spot reduce. You can't tell your body where to take the fat off. What I've actually noticed for myself and some of my clients is that when your body starts to drop fat, it takes it from the least amount first. So wherever you have the least amount of body fat, that's going to drop off first. So a lot of times ladies will get thinner in the arms or guys will get thinner in the legs. And of course, your eyes are not going to those spots in the mirror. Your eyes are going directly to your, what you might call trouble spots. A lot of times it's the midsection or the backside. Either way, you're not seeing it. You almost feel like you're getting bigger because the other areas are getting smaller. But that's why it's an evolution. It's working your body to a way that it can slowly reduce itself and therefore maintain it. Anything that's fast isn't going to stay off and it's just going to lower your metabolism by eating up muscle. Going back to the fact that we can't tell the body where to take fat from. 
we can just tell it that it needs to get rid of some of that fat. So I don't understand why everybody out there is doing all of these different workouts and how they are allegedly getting all these great results as I read in some of the comments on the videos. And part of it, I'm sure, has to do with the fact that once you start to actually do some exercise, you start to feel like your muscles are getting firmer. You might actually pay more attention to what you're eating and drink more water. But in and of itself, direct abdominal work is not going to flatten the stomach if you've got fat on top. Number one thing with the whole belly fat obsession is to realize that, you know what, if any one of those workouts worked like their titles say, which is usually something along the lines of, you know, burn belly fat off in one day or have sculpted abs in one week, then it wouldn't be an issue. Everybody would have sculpted abs, but in reality, hardly anybody does have them. That's because it's not just one component, and that's the same thing for all other parts of your body. It's a combination of the exercise and the eating and time. It takes time, and if you're doing these yo-yo cycles and binging or people will call it their cheat day or days, then yeah, you're messing up your metabolism and it's going to take longer to get where you want to go. And I in particularly get frustrated when people say, oh, that doesn't work. It's like, well, yeah, it does work. <laughs> Abdominal exercises do work to do what they're intended to do, which is strengthen those muscles. They're not intended to reduce body fat. That has to do with your metabolism, your muscle, your calories burned, just every combination of all that is involved in health. So yes, it does work. And exercise does work. It's just some exercises are better than others. Just looking straight at exercise to burn all the fat off of you, well, that's only one half of it. You've got to do the nutrition part of it. Albert Einstein said that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And that's something that we find all the time in the fitness industry. People do the same things over and over, and they're expecting something to change or be different. And it doesn't change because they don't change. That brings me down to motivation. In order to change your body, you have to change the way you think about these other things. You have to change the way you think about exercise. It's there, yes, to work the body, to burn the calories, to tighten the muscle, to add lean muscle that boosts your metabolism, to make you stronger, to make your body function more properly and easily. It's not necessarily there to whittle down everything. It has one part of it, but your nutrition is the other part. It's a huge part of it. And of course, when you add in motivation, well, motivation is the key to all of it. And it's not even motivation, it's your mindset. Because with your mindset, you can control what you put in your mouth. You can control whether or not you make it to the gym. And if you don't make it to the gym, you can control whether you do a workout at home. I mean, there's a seven-minute leg workout right there. I mean, that's going to get your body moving and keep things strong and flexible. I mean, it may not be your best ever workout, but the whole point is to keep it moving and to do the exercise on a regular basis. Remember those studies? showed that it was just three seconds of exercise, but it was the more frequent versions of it that gave the better progress. Five little teeny workouts were better than one big workout, and that goes true with everything else we're doing. The point is your motivation has to be something that you have defined. It can't just be flat tummy. And if it is flat tummy, great, but realize that it's going to be diet, it's going to be exercise, it's going to be consistency, and it's going to be your mindset driving you to do what you need to do in the diet 
and the exercise and the consistency. There's no magic pill, there's no magic trick, and there's a reason why most people never achieve their fitness goals because they, number one, they don't define them, they don't make them specific enough, and they don't actually work towards them. They put a vague goal out there, I want to reduce my belly, I want to get a flat belly. Well, what does it mean? This is what it takes. It takes eating this way, it takes doing this type of exercise. It takes doing it this many times a week. It means doing it for this long of a time. Are you committed to do all of that to get what you want without coming up with excuses or obstacles? And sometimes, yes, there are valid reasons why you can't do one thing or another, but it's not day after day after day after day. And that's, I think, what a lot of people end up doing when they don't give themselves a specific goal and a specific deadline. It just becomes tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And there's a saying, tomorrow never comes because it's tomorrow. And then tomorrow, there's another tomorrow. So you have to focus on what you can do today, whether it's a little or a little more. For motivation, sit down and think about what things you've done that are the definition of insanity. What have you been trying to accomplish that you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results, and then being surprised when you don't get results? Are you doing the same exercises? Are you doing haphazard workouts? Are you just only doing cardio? Are you not eating on a regular basis? A lot of times people just automatically jump to the, I have to not eat to lose weight. And it's like, no, you've got to eat throughout the day to speed up your metabolism and let your body release fat for energy. Otherwise, you're going to get fat. Think about what you may be doing repeatedly that's not working and then change it. And I know that sounds simple, but it's not. Changing it means you're going to have to research the other ways to accomplish that goal. You might even realize that that's not a realistic goal after a while. And maybe you need to just change your focus to a different goal for now and then come back to that goal later on. I mean, there's no law that says that you have to get all the way to the end of a goal, 100%. You can change your mind. You can come back to it. You can put it aside and focus on something else for a while. Sometimes when you come back with a new perspective on that old goal, it changes everything. And maybe you don't even have a specific goal. Well, then maybe it's time to make one. As simple as doing some form of exercise four times a week. Pick the days you're going to do it and do it. It could be one minute. It could be 30 minutes. Don't give yourself the parameters to make it all or nothing. Just exercise. Boom. That's it. Something. When it comes to nutrition, you don't have to be perfect, but you want to make the right choices to help your body function properly. You want to have energy. You want to be able to do things. You want to have strength. That requires food and eating and doing that on a regular basis. I hope by now you've not fallen into the trap of the do this workout to get this result and realize that that's not the answer. It's part of the answer, but it's not the entire thing. And that it's important not only to do your regular exercises and maybe get a variety and learn from different sources, but to also realize that it's the whole concept of fitness. It's not just one part of it. Incorporating all these different things like the green tea into your daily routine makes part of that fitness a little bit easier as far as lifestyle fitness. And that's what we want is to not only maintain our results, we want to attain them in a healthy way. Sometimes that means reaching certain goals, especially when it comes to weight loss, a little slower than people would want. But 
that's the better way because you don't want to end up like the people on The Biggest Loser that lose hundreds of pounds and gain it all back and more. And that is a fact. You can Google that and see that they all gained it back. And that's really sad to do that much work and to have it just basically be for nothing. Don't worry if your weight is coming off slowly or you're not noticing the huge differences between day one and day two. Look over the course of a month. And that's why with my clients, I do measurements. I tell them not to get on the scale because it's not going to tell you the truth, especially if you're working out. The measurements are always what to look for and do it once a month. And that way you'll know if you're heading in the right direction or not. And let's face it, we know when we're being good and when we're not. We can't kid ourselves. We either put 100% into it or we, well, put 90% into it. At least we put something into it. 0% is not an option. Making sure you eat throughout the day, whether it's a perfect food or not. Sometimes just getting something into your system for your body to work with is better than nothing at all. Making sure that you're getting some form of exercise. And remember, not for your body to lose weight, but for your body to function properly. Because as we get older, we're going to get tight and our posture is going to go. And that's all preventable through exercise. By just keeping your body moving, you're going to help with your own longevity. What's better than quality of life as we get older? That's what exercise really should be all about. Using your body, keeping it healthy, being able to do normal things without pain and without help. Doing things that your body's meant to do for a very long time, even into old age. And for me, old age is 80s and 90s. Most of my clients are in their 80s and 90s. So yes, they want to be walking around. They want to be playing golf. They are playing golf. They are doing things with great grandkids and all these generations that are just unbelievable because they've kept themselves healthy by doing regular exercise, not doing powerlifting or CrossFit, but just regular move my muscles, keep them healthy, keep them strong. All right, so your homework for this episode is to think about what the definition of insanity is by Albert Einstein. Are you doing the same things over and over, expecting different results? Or do you have the right motivation? Do you have goals? Do you have a plan? Have you been specific and written it down? Now's the time to do it before holidays get us all crazy. Go ahead and get some green tea and have that once or twice a day to help you either with your appetite or with water retention, or with any of the other health benefits. And then go to my YouTube channel and check out the tempo training. Do some of the movements along with me so you can get the idea of what the pace really should be. And then some of the variations so that no matter what happens, you have a way to work a large body part, being legs, at home with no equipment and very little space. So whether it's at home or you're traveling, remember the big muscles are the ones that are going to boost your metabolism and burn more calories. That's why we focus on that rather than just an abdominal workout because that's a small muscle and it's not going to do as much for you. And one last thing, there's no such thing as spot reduction. We can't dictate to the body where to take the fat from. For more details about this podcast and other episodes, visit fitgirlpodcast.com.